0: Hello, my loves, as we are diving in. Okay, so for those of you watching the replay, this is the first time I have gone live on YouTube. Um... You know, I used to go live on Instagram and every month I would do some sort of energy update, whether it was about the moon or the sun or whatever. So I don't expect a plethora of people to hop on here today. But if you do hop on, say hello, drop, you know, a hello in the comments. And if you're watching the replay, you know, stick around because we're going to be talking about Gemini season. I got a little bit of crazy hair going on here. We're going to talk about Gemini season. We're going to talk about duality and polarity, and we're going to talk about the karma of this this season, and one topic I really want to bring to you guys, which is uh, really linked into manifestation. It's linked into, I don't know, quantum physics, quantum mechanics. I don't know how we want to put it today, but basically, whether you're watching the replay or joining me live, we're going into Gemini... Gemini Gemini. So, okay, so bear with me here. Well, we do this. Again, I've never gone live on YouTube, so I don't know how everything works. Um, I know that it pre-records everything. I know that you guys will be able to watch this replay going back, but this is really like a test trial run to see how it goes. But I wanted to reach out to the, the questions I asked in the community yesterday. I think it was yesterday um, or it was the day before. Either way, uh, I put questions up. So I'm going to do that every month. So pay attention to the community here on YouTube uh, because every month I'm going to prompt you guys to drop your questions about certain energies. If I'm going live, I'm going to give you guys the chance to ask questions in case you can't be here with me live because hey, life is busy and our schedules are also different. So we got really good questions for today's chat that I am going to bring into this conversation as well. All right, let's just make sure I've got all of my things up that I want to be able to bring to you today. Okay, so let's start with Gemini season. Like, why even talk about it? Okay, so Gemini season started on, I think it was the 21st. Yeah, it was Sunday. Sunday, May 21st, the sun moved into Gemini. Uh, I actually loved that energy because the moon had already moved into Gemini. So we didn't have a new moon Gemini, Um, but we had sort of the sun chase the moon for the day and really it's bringing up the shift from the Taurus grounded Nourishing season that Taurus is typically supposed to be, but it wasn't. We'll talk about that, and moving us into this more social, uh, more you know, active, mental season. So let's talk about Taurus season just for a second here before we dive in completely, as Taurus season is this time of nourishment, this time getting back to our bodies. You know, we enter the astrological New Year's in the Aries moment, things are reborn, we come back and we kind of start to focus in on ourselves. And then we move into the Taurus energy where we come back to connect with our body, to connect with sensuality, connect with food, to nourish ourselves. Um, I saw a really good example lately. I don't know what I was watching. Guys, I watched so much, um, so much astrology content. I'm learning every single day, all day. But I was watching a video where the people were talking about Taurus season and Libra season falling in the most beautiful times of the year for people who experience the seasons, especially right. Taurus season, all the flowers are opening. Um, It's truly this season of beauty. The buds open, the colors come back. It is a season of Venetian beauty, which is Taurus and then Libra season being fall. Or if we flip those for the Southern hemisphere and the Northern hemisphere is flipped, but still fall brings all the colors of the The death before our energetic winter, before our physical winter. Uh, fall is such a beautiful time, right? The colors, the um, the trees changing, everything's shifting. And so these two Venetian seasons are so beautiful. And I really loved that. So when we're tapping into Taurus season, it wants us to, to bring us into that energy of beauty and nourishment and and fulfillment. But what we've just moved through was a very intense eclipse season and Mercury retrograde all mixed into one. And that brought up a lot for people, you know, every one of my clients and students, and you guys here on YouTube, um, really brought forth a lot of the stuff you were going through, the hard moments, the tower moments, the energetic collapses that had to happen. Um, even like accidents, right? Like accident prone things happening during Mercury retrograde. And, um, I guess it was right after eclipse season, I fell and hurt my tailbones, roller skating. Like there were so many events that were happening that Taurus season wasn't the typical Taurus season I'm usually feeling, um, Usually April for me personally is this time where like I get really fed up with winter and I get frustrated and I go into this like energetic um, rest period or what I could call like a slight depression. I experience the energy of a depression, right? The pressure on me. And then usually Taurus season is the lift from that. But this year, it really wasn't. For me personally, it was a very sleepy season. I had to go into a full rest mode. And I I literally had to go into an energetic collapse and um, rest completely. Okay, So within that, a lot of people were experiencing these energetic deaths, these energetic frustrations, these energetic... um, you know, the big changes of eclipse season. And then all the stuff that Mercury retrograde brought up as well. So knowing that we've just been through a intense Taurus season, very intense. um, I want to know, like in the comments, you know, drop, like, how was your Taurus season? Did it, did it feel really good for you? Did it feel really nourishing for you? Did it feel very supportive for you? Or were you kind of in that chaos of the eclipses and Mercury retrograde? Was it uh, frustrating? Was it, um, like, how did it feel for you? Like, tell me in the comments below. I want to know how that went through you. How was experienced through you? And as we shift into this Gemini season now, a lot of that is lifting. Okay. So a lot of that energy is lifting. We have had Jupiter move into Taurus. That's a completely different energy I'm going to do a video on soon. So stick, like pay attention for that one. It's going to come up soon. And we've got the the opportunity or the opening after all of the tower moments, okay? So preface, depending on what transits you're going through, you might still be in a tower moment. I still feel like I'm in a tower moment right now within everything I'm reworking within my business, you know, being here on YouTube more, uh, showing up on TikTok more, leaving Instagram behind, which has been my like honeypot for so long. But if you're in a tower moment still, that's okay. Let me just preface that. But the tower moment of eclipse season, Mercury retrograde is over. And now we're in a lightning. We're in a a lighter energy, okay? Air versus Earth, Earth energy of Taurus season plus all that stuff, heavy, heavy load. And then moving into the energy of Gemini season, we're tapping into higher energy, okay? Air is movable, air is shifting. Think about air for a second, right? The wind moves. Air can get stagnant, but typically air is an active moving force. So, if you think about the symbol for air for a second, it is a triangle moving upward, pointing upward with a a line in in front of it. Okay. So, think about that symbol whenever you think about air is like the energy is moving. Okay. It's moving up. Like fire is a triangle as well because it moves up. Okay. And knowing that means that. Whenever we move into an air season like Gemini season, the energy gets active. Okay. We get active. We get mentally active. And that helps us shift out of the stagnation of Taurus season. So, Taurus season is embodiment. It's heavy. It's not necessarily heavy in the sense that it's bad. It's just, it's like, it's a heavier season. It's a denser season. It's more about the body. And now we're focusing in on a lighter season, right? Right before summer comes in at least the Northern hemisphere, things lighten the air lightens, your body lightens, and we start to get a little bit more mentally fixated, mentally moving. All right. I see some people are hopping on. Say hello if you're here and you're just diving into the astrology with me. Let's let's get deeper into Gemini season. So Gemini. Gemini, okay, guys, I, I have a Gemini Mars, so I'm a little biased to loving Gemini energy. Now, one of my f- my dear soul sisters and best friends. If you guys don't follow her, go follow her. Charlene Lizette. um, She likes to call or likes to like call me out on my Gemini Mars that Gemini likes to sample from the buffet of life, okay? And this is so true. Gemini is just here to taste the plethora of all that is here. Okay. Gemini wants to lean to one side and then lean to the other. Gemini wants to experience polarity. Gemini will always experience polarity. Years ago, one of my dear friends, I think it was my dear friend, Elisa at mystical mama co, uh, mystical mama co. Yeah. I've done a podcast with her recently on series. If you haven't gone watch it, go watch it. She's amazing. But she was talking about Gemini and how Gemini really has to experience everything. If you have Gemini placements, you will have to experience the light and the dark of everything. Okay. You will have to dip your toe here and then dip your toe there. If you experience the energy of joy, you must experience the energy of the opposite of joy, whether it's frustration, pain, loss, sorrow. Um, We must experience the spectrum of life. Okay. Because Gemini is about being polarized. It is about seeing everything. This is why Gemini wants to um, explore all the information. It wants to explore all the research. It wants all the data. It wants all the knowledge because without it, Gemini gets frustrated. Okay, so let me let me just pull up the question we had. The really good question. That was prompted by Aya. I hope I'm saying that right. The Aya, Aya, Aya. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, People butcher my name all the time, guys. So, (laughs) okay. So, the great question that was prompted was like, how to get out of the mind this season? Okay. So, when we move into Mercurial seasons, Virgo, And Gemini, when Mercury is in retrograde, whenever Mercury is hyperactive, activating through like um, maybe an outer transit, we get into the mind. Okay. So we get into the mind and the mind begins to spin. Mercury, Uranus, Gemini, Virgo, Aquarius, 11th house, sixth house, third house. All these energies are very mentally active very, very mentally active and connected to the mental realms. And so because of that, there is this, um, almost a disembodiment that can happen. Okay. Where the mind takes over the monkey mind, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it wants to run the show. It wants you to, perceive all the information. Gemini is about perceiving information. It's about digesting and understanding information. And so with a Gemini, if you have Gemini placements or you're in Gemini season, the mind will be activated, like I mentioned with that air energy. And so how to settle the mind, how to soften the mind, how to get out of the mind is about getting into the body. And this is one of the hardest things for Gemini placements and Gemini season, okay, is to get into the body. With the Gemini season energy, like we're going to have the Gemini new moon coming in a couple of weeks. I think it's like June 18th. Um, it is going to be an active moon. It's going to activate the mind. It's going to make the mental stir. And with that, we want to understand that We have to come back to the body. So with all my Gemini people, I'm always talking about nervous system support, uh, body work, embodiment, and things that will create balance within the body, okay? Because these, these placements of air don't necessarily live in the physical. And so we need to ground the mental energies down to earth. We need to bring these energies down to earth. So during Gemini season, you may experience this energy of needing to calm the mind. One of my favorite things in the world, and it's like the simplest thing in the world to bring into your life, is the this simple oil of lavender. Okay. I am I have a lot of mercury in my chart, guys, like a lot of Virgo, Gemini, Mars, uh, stacked air houses. Like there's just so much. Um, so I have to be consciously using lavender and these oils that actually relax me, bring me back into my body all the time. So that's a simple place to start is like, what is something that's gonna get you back into your body and calm you? Lavender is immediately going to calm the mind, calm the nerves. Other things you can do is like, as much as Gemini energy is going to hate this and it's not going to feel the best during Gemini season is meditation, right? Um, Moving meditation, a lot of high active air energies, they need to be moving during their meditations. But the challenge for these energies is actually to stop moving, right? So lately I've actually been doing a 10 minute, uh, a 10 minute time set every day with my, what's that called? Clock stopwatch and setting that I do not move in that 10 minutes. Now it has taken me 10 plus years to get to a point where I can sit for even 10 minutes and not move and just breathe. Now let's add on to that. As I said, breathe there, get out of the mind with breath work. Okay. There's a beautiful um, place in Toronto and they have a channel on YouTube. They're amazing. They're called other ship, other ship, one word, other ship. And they have guided breath work on there. So Gemini is about the lungs. It is about breathing. It is about air energy. It is about you know the shoulders, the arms, the hands. Um, and so breath work is going to open that space and get you out of the monkey mind back into the body. So what I'll always say for Gemini energy and Gemini season is we need to get back into the body and be present, whether it's breath work, oils. Um, any other moving meditation or just get outside. Okay. Get outside and be present. Pay attention to your surroundings. It's like when I experienced panic attacks years and years ago, one of the most healing modalities I worked through which you guys may have heard of before is just simply naming my surroundings. Okay. Naming What was around me? Okay, there is a couch there. There, the walls are white. There's a picture over there. I'm wearing these pants. These pants feel like this. Um, So that is like the energy we kind of want to get into with Gemini of what is your body? What's what is your body? What's around you? What what are you smelling? All these things to get us back to I am here physically and I am experiencing a physical reality. And yes, okay. The other thing I will say for getting you out of your head during Gemini season is brain dumping. I am a huge advocate for brain dumping. There's a lot that goes on in here. Um, Get it onto paper. Don't keep it stored in your head or you will go in circles and circles and circles and circles. Journal. Like maybe this is the month you start a journal process. I am starting a whole... Thing. guys, I'm building an empire behind the scenes here, and it is going to deeply involve journaling. And so journaling and brain dumping is one of the best things you can do in Gemini season, or if you have Gemini, third house, Virgo, all those placements I mentioned before, get the stuff out of your brain, get it out, get it out of your brain, so that your brain can go, ah, oh, I have space now. Okay, that is going to help So, so, so much with working through these energies. Okay. Um, There was a couple more questions in here that was really good. Uh, Explaining why Taurus energy is so potent that it's almost you can't feel into Gemini season. Okay. So one, I would say that might be a personal experience within your chart that like Taurus is activating something big within you for that question. Um, but at the same time, Taurus is about the body, right? We feel earth energy. We feel it slows us down. It grounds us. Virgo's a little bit different because it makes us want to like, just whip our ship back together. But Taurus energy is about being so present in the body that the feeling of Taurus season is more amplified than Gemini will just activate the mind. Now, on top of that, this Taurus season in particular was so active and was so intense that there was more going on. There was more activations. Now, that may have added to that. Uh, but what I'm really feeling into that for that question is what is happening in Taurus in your chart that is so specifically um potent for you okay these are the good questions when we feel an energy very intensely there's usually a chart connection as to why that energy is felt so um so potently within the body force so for instance these mercurial energies for me i feel them like there's nothing else going on because all the mercury in my chart plus my natal mercury retrograde it just feels it So whenever Mercury does crazy things, my chart goes, yep, we're attuned to that. We're going to feel that frequency really, really intensely versus, um, you know, whatever like Taurus, I don't have a ton of Taurus in my chart at all. I just have one placement in my second house um, and it's not a huge frequency for me. So I don't feel that the same way that someone with big Taurus energy, second house energy, or possibly a heavily aspected Venus might feel it. That's just my thoughts on that one. Okay. All right. So those were our questions that came through. So like guys, throw your questions at me next season or like, I just, I love, I love questions. So throw them in, throw them in. Let's talk about uh, polarity. So the polarity of the good and the bad. (sighs) Everything has polarity. Now this is a struggle I and everyone I know experience. the hardships of um, like, why can't there be peace on earth? Why can't things be all good all the time? Why can't we get to a state of joy? Sorry, guys, I can't get comfortable. (laughs) Um, Why can't we experience a state of joy all the time? Why can't we always be happy? Because polarity, okay? Because of polarity. Everything has a light and dark. Everything has a spectrum. Everything has a positive and a negative pull. Everything, like every high has a low we are always moving in a wave. There is no way to not experience all the spectrum of emotions here on earth because that's what we came to do. Like, unless you, um, have some sort of, uh, neurological difference, you know, I'm thinking of, um, possibly autism, Asperger's, or even just going to the spectrum of people that are sociopaths or um, like those are not connected spectrums, but like sociopaths and psychopaths, right? They don't have the same capacity for feeling because there is something neurologically going on that has changed that representation of the wave, the wave of experiencing emotion, but they do experience the fluctuation, right? Of their own processing. So you know, autism, Asperger's, they're going to be experiencing things less emotionally than, say, uh, me, which is totally, totally okay versus, like, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, the the psychopath, the sociopath um, doesn't have the emotional peaks that I do as well. So you're probably feeling the same. Like, your, your emotional wave is moving like this. Your experience of polarity is um, a wave. Now, when we're experiencing the good, the bad, the ugly, okay, what we label as good and bad is just the expression of self on two sides. So one of my teachers right now teaches a lot about, you know, heaven and hell or like God and um, Satan. Now, I'm saying those as quote unquote energies, because they are their frequencies of something, right? Um, God being the good, Satan being the bad, but they are polarities of the human experience of our psyche. Go into like Carl Jung and the collective unconscious and all these things. They are a polarity of the psyche. There is no possible way to experience the light without the dark. You cannot see light without the dark. Like it's just, it's just not possible. So that is like the highest expression of Gemini is like you get to experience the polarity of being here on earth and experience all the things you want, all the information, you want all the knowledge, all of the processing to occur. So Gemini is experiencing this polarity. And within that, it's like, what are the soul lessons of polarity, right? It's, it's, it's what are the soul lessons and the karmic lessons around polarity? And around experiencing the many facets of life. Now, when we think about Gemini, Gemini season is all about socialization, communication, your voice. Okay. This is really where I wanted to get today. Your words have power. Now, when I was learning about like manifestation years ago, um, you know, I was learning from Abraham Hicks and the Esther and Jerry Hicks Hicks books, uh, beautiful, beautiful teachings. What I love that they say in those books is, Don't worry about like saying something and it being manifested instantly. Okay. They call it, I think a a buffer time or buffer period or something. You have a buffer period, but what you're saying constantly is programming your subconscious to see your experience. So if you are constantly saying, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Your reality will reflect you being sick. If you are constantly experiencing or saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, your reality will confirm and affirm your words, okay, and your thoughts. So Gemini, thoughts and words. Now, I'm not saying this is an easy switch, but I am saying, you know, Dive into this work, work with a teacher, work with a mentor, work with a healer, whomever you need to do tapping, um, subconscious programming, hypnosis, past life regressions, whatever it is to rework your mental processing. Okay. For me, it's a lot of those things, but it's a lot of journaling and shadow work to understand why do I think this way? Why is this in my programming? Where does it come from? And then how do I flip it? How do I switch it? Okay? So your words create your reality. Abracadabra means I speak to create. I speak into creation. Your words are creating your reality. And so if your words and your mind, Gemini, are creating your reality, then in Gemini season, it is the perfect time to understand you have the power to change your reality. Okay, but you're going to have to go into your mind to do it. You're not to go into your words to do it. You're going to have to reflect on what you're speaking, what you're saying, what you're experiencing through vocalization, mentalization, visualization to understand what are you creating? Okay. So maybe your practice over the next month is to examine the things you say about yourself, the things you say about the world, the things you say about people, you know, I am so guilty of getting, I get road rage. I get road rage. My husband gets road rage. And I was like, why are we so mad? Like at the end of the day, it's not going to help anything. And so we experience road rage and then more frustrations come because that is our mental focus. Okay. Um, Within this energy, really tapping into yeah, what are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about your reality? What are you saying about the people around you? What are you visualizing when you think into your mind for a second, okay? When you're in the shower, when you're thinking about life and cuz we all do this, making up these stories in your head or going back into memories or replaying something that just happened, um where are you going? Where are you going? All the time. Where do you go? Cuz that's a good indicator Of what you're thinking about and what's in your subconscious mind, and what is being recreated in your reality. I hope this is making sense. I hope this is like sitting with you guys because there is something to be said around you and your mental facilities and your thoughts and your words creating your reality. And so, if we can do a little you know, finagling during Gemini season or in general, because you all have Gemini in your chart. Okay. Everyone has Gemini in their chart. You want to look to where that house is to understand what area of your life is ruled by Gemini and then begin to finagle and twist and turn and, um, work with, I don't even want to say manipulate because it's like, we don't manipulate. It's not a bad word when we're using it like energetically. So yeah, we're going to manipulate the energy. We're going to manipulate our, our, mental processes, to see the world differently, to experience the world differently. Okay. So that's actually where I'm going to kind of leave this chat off about Gemini season is you are going to go, these are your steps. Okay. <laughs> these are your steps. Every month, I'll give you a little bit of guidance around what you can do. You're going to go into your chart and you're going to see what house is ruled by Gemini. Okay. And you're going to drop that in the comments below. Tell me what house is ruled by Gemini in your chart. And then you're going to tell me, what placements you have in Gemini, okay, being activated over the next month. And you are going to just reflect, okay, this is the area of my life. That's a little house I'm drawing right there. The area of my life activated by Gemini is house one, two, three, whatever. And then the placement, you're going to go in, okay, I have my son in Gemini. Okay, my identity is there. My, um, I call it a life school. The sun is a life school, in my humble opinion. We can talk about that another day. Um, I do have a masterclass I've been thinking about giving to you guys as a freebie. So maybe if you want that, drop it in the comments. Tell me. Um, but the sun is maybe the sun's in there, maybe the moon's in there. Okay. What is in there and what is being impacted by the sun or illuminated by the sun this month? Think about the the sun coming in like a spotlight. And it is gonna hit that house and be like, hey look here. Let's illuminate this. Let's bring energy. What does the sun do? It brings vitality. It brings, um, it brings vital life force. It's going to come in and shine on that house and say, okay, let's, let's, let's light this shit up. And then you're going to tap into those questions I mentioned. Okay. Questions. What do I say about myself? What do I say about my reality? What do I say about others? What am I visualizing? am I intentionally visualizing? What do I see? What what stories are running in my head? You know, when I talk to myself, what am I going back to? What memories am I going back to? And then let's try and flip the script. Okay. Let's try and bring more good, juicy stuff into this Gemini season so that you can understand it. Yep. It's polarity. You're going to experience everything, everything all at once. That's the, the joke. You know, that movie, everything all at once. It's truly the, like epitome of real life, especially with astrology. Um, and you're just gonna tap in, okay, what is being illuminated, and let's start to see the truth about what you say about yourself, what you say about the world, and how that might be impacting what the world looks like energetically for you. Okay, that is all I have for you guys today. If you are listening here on YouTube, please drop those things in the comments. Tell me what house is ruled. Gemini, tell me your Gemini placements, thoughts, anything that comes up. And hopefully next month, we can start to like grow this so that I can do these little energy updates for you guys live. And we can get some questions in the comments and make, make it a whole thing, make it a whole thing. Okay. Starting from scratch here. It's very messy. It's always messy at first, Um, but I can't wait to go deeper with you guys. And if you are listening in on the podcast, which I am going to post this on my podcast so you guys have it, I want to hear from you guys, you know, send me an email, send me your thoughts. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. I am sending you so much love today. I will talk to you soon.